After William Branham sparked the Latter Rain Movement in 1947 as he campaigned throughout Canada, he recognized the business opportunity. There were numerous men and women poised to spread Latter Rain throughout the United States and Canada. If those evangelists could be united under one marketing agency, each convert was a potential customer. In April 1948, that marketing agency was born under the title Voice of Healing. It was, quote, inter-evangelical, inviting all evangelists to organize under the Branham Healing campaigns. Others wanted in on the action, but it was Jack Moore and Gordon Lindsay that were ultimately chosen to form the business entity. Their agreement with Branham superseded all other arrangements. The publication announced that it would allow other evangelical truths for additional outreach. It also provided disclaimers for participating visitors to the evangelical campaigns. If any remained ill after being pronounced healed, the publication explained that the participant's faith was not sufficient. The publication had but one policy. Join us, but do not compete with us. Any formula for baptism or doctrine was welcomed for the attendees of the Branham campaigns. New converts were encouraged to be baptized according to the doctrine of the cooperating churches and partnering evangelists. The strategy was largely successful and attracted evangelists that would quickly rise to fame. Oral Roberts, for instance, would eventually outpace William Branham in the Voice of Healing revival. Arne Baxter of Canada would join as editor and eventually the leader of the Branham-Baxter campaigns. For its time, the publication was quite expensive, at one dollar per year. Other leading magazines of the day were around a penny more per month, and many could not afford 12 months of issues. Most interesting, though, is the volume of names and addresses collected through the Voice of Healing. Not only were these qualified marketing leads for partnering evangelists, they were valuable miracle material for those evangelists practicing discernment. Miracles quickly accelerated through use of prayer cards during the campaigns, augmenting the publication subscriptions. Attendees frequently traveled from meeting to meeting, submitting names and addresses multiple times. By the time the speaker's, quote, prophetic gift called their name and their address, many had submitted their information multiple times. Within just a few weeks, evangelists in the movement were eager to participate. As they did, their healing miracles were heavily advertised by the Voice of Healing publication. To the extent that Branham's publication became the movement's primary source of campaign information. Literally thousands of people participated in the movement. Because of Branham's publication, Latter Rain became known as the Voice of Healing Revival. John Crowder said, known simply as the Healing Revival, Voice of Healing Revival, or Latter Rain Revival, this move of God sparked perhaps the greatest evangelistic efforts the world has ever seen. Subscribers could easily find Oral Roberts' latest campaign schedule, 
purchase F.F. F. Bosworth's latest book, read about the latest series of healings by a new up-and-coming evangelist, and more. Most importantly, they could submit their name and address or another person's name and address as a marketing lead and potential target for prophecy. Though the publication arguably favored William Branham, it heavily publicized the miracles of every evangelist that participated. William Branham remained chief publisher, but Gordon Lindsay took an active role in coordinating the efforts of the evangelists. As Lindsay helped up-and-coming evangelists rise to sometimes limited fame, he profited from additional publications. Gordon Lindsay would work with the evangelists to learn their unique gifts and produce booklets that could be purchased for an additional 25 cents. In comparison, people could purchase an entire issue of Life magazine for only 15 cents. Comic books were only 10 cents. Look magazine was 15 cents. Only popular science magazine was as expensive as Gordon Lindsay's many publications. By November 1948, the Voice of Healing revival was growing extremely popular. It boasted the world's largest full gospel rally ever held with 20,000 attendees. 800 churches participated and 1,500 evangelists, ministers, ushers, and other workers tended the crowd. By the end of 1949, the Latter Rain movement attracted massive crowds to huge auditoriums in cities across the United States and in Canada. If you were an evangelist and you were not in Branham's publication, you were missing both spiritual and financial opportunity. The list of editors quickly grew, as did the list of evangelists participating. The more popular ones, and possibly those who paid for the space, were advertised in a schedule section. In March 1950, the founding members of The Voice of Healing decided to replicate their success in other countries. As hundreds of, quote, faith healers continued in the movement in the United States, William Branham, Gordon Lindsay, Jack Moore, and Ern Baxter traveled overseas. What started with humble beginnings now became an extravagant display of money and power. The team toured Europe in the lap of luxury, staying overnight at elite hotels such as London's Hotel Piccadilly. Other evangelists watched in amazement as the team boasted of the sights and wonders that they could afford through the offering collected in the meetings. By June of 1950, the small publication could hardly contain the schedules of the evangelists eager to sign up for promotion of their healing ministries. The publication expanded their offering to allow additional associate editors as the number of Voice of Healing evangelists exploded. Those fortunate enough to be listed in the publication stood a great chance of becoming well-established names in the movement. Even Franklin Hall, whose book Atomic Power with God Through Fasting and Prayer helped William Branham spark the Latter Rain movement in Canada, joined the Voice of Healing. The Voice of Healing became a well-established mouthpiece for converts to the Latter Rain sect of Pentecostalism. Not only did the publication market itself to attendees of 
the Voice of Healing campaigns, it began marketing itself to ministers eager to establish their own careers as faith healers. It also began introducing political viewpoints with religious doctrine, capitalizing on the fear and the unrest of its readers during troubling times. The format was highly successful. Throngs of people flooded into tents and auditoriums to see the famed divine healing evangelists. Focus quickly began to shift from the healed to the healers. Subscription sales exponentially increased with each new divine healer that the Voice of Healing was able to create. Fully established with outreach programs in multiple countries, the Voice of Healing revival was now a worldwide phenomenon. Operations expanded to include publications of books containing the doctrine of participating evangelists, who, following the same strategy, mix political views with their religious opinion. Reports from evangelists from around the globe poured in as their ministries grew into overnight success. While its religious propaganda used current events to convince readers that the end of days would happen just any minute, the list of associate editors continued to grow. As the list of participating evangelists continued to expand, the number of pages in the publication. With the diverse views of the followers of the hundreds of evangelists in the movement, the publication sought fresh ideas to captivate audience participants without interfering in doctrinal position. It began to transform into a national inquirer of religious spins on conspiracy theories and fringe science. Gordon Lindsay began to emerge as the clear victor in the race to unify the movement. It was Lindsay who worked directly with Voice of Healing evangelists to accelerate their career. By November of 1952, William Branham was no longer the main attraction in his own publication. There were hundreds of evangelists competing for real estate in the Voice of Healing, and their healing ministries were quickly overtaking Branham's in both number of miracles and popularity. It became very obvious that Gordon Lindsay was running the show, and William Branham played very little part in furthering the careers of the divine healers in the movement. By the end of 1952, Lindsay had replaced Branham as chief editor, and Branham was listed in the lineup of associate editors. Each issue brought new evangelists and associate editors all with their own message of the hour. William Branham's message was no longer dominating the industry. The Voice of Healing could generate new faith healers with the power of a single issue. Some of them, such as T.L. Osborne, dominated the industry long after the initial movement fizzled out. The Voice of Healing conventions in Chicago were of great significance in the religious communities. Not only were the miracles attracting huge crowds, they were attracting many eager to take their place among the famed evangelists. Several ministers were joining the movement as a means to promote their own doctrine, including a young Reverend Jim Jones, leader of People's Temple in Indianapolis, Indiana. The Voice of Healing Powerhouse would eventually 
convince Jones to join Latter Rain and quickly rise as a short-term leader in the movement. Jones would host multiple nationwide conventions at the Cato Tabernacle in Indianapolis, Indiana from 1956 to 1957, using big names in the movement such as William Branham, F.F. Bosworth, and Joseph Matson Bose to attract large crowds. In 1978, Jones and over 900 members of People's Temple would commit mass suicide at the Jonestown Massacre in Guyana. By 1960, the number of evangelists being advertised by Voice of Healing had grown to such proportions that the publication no longer had space to advertise all of the associate editors. The publication completely removed that section and expanded its bookstore to promote the works of well-established faith healers. Gordon Lindsay began to partner with the new evangelists, such as David Nunn, and many of the original Voice of Healing evangelists were no longer the center of attention. Even the schedule of the Voice of Healing evangelists became shortened to only include David Nunn, Paul Wells, Walter Cronerg, and Joseph Grado. By the early 1960s, Voice of Healing had grown to such a financial powerhouse that it began offering annuities for the long-term financial support of ministers and evangelists who joined the movement. In July 1970, Gordon and Frida Lindsay reorganized Voice of Healing into Christ for the Nations International. What William Branham started for the promotion of the Latter Rain movement in early 1948 still continues to grow and thrive today in a movement that has evolved from the foundation he laid for the creation of new evangelists.